about 10 years ago now, I was at a race, a running race, not myself. My husband, Josh, is a, a very, very good runner. And he competed regularly in the local, very long distance, don't ask me, I think around half marathon hill race where we lived in Leicestershire. And at the end of the race, at this particular time, there was a stand that had juices and, an, and a lady standing behind the stand. And Josh often won this race. He really is someone that I really admire for his commitment to excellence when he puts himself towards something. And so Caleb and I, Savannah, our daughter wasn't alive at the time, were waiting for him to come in. And it was all quite, quite quiet because no one else had come in yet. And Caleb wanted one of these juices so I went over to the lady who I did know of because, you know, it's small circles when you're working in, a, in the world of health. And I knew of her, but I'd never spoken to her before. And I went over and I said, could my son have one of these juices or he would like one of your juices, would that be okay? And she said, yes, of course. And then I said, are they organic? And she said, no. And I said, oh, it's okay then, we'll leave it. I mean, I do these things. I, I, I say these things. I, I don't have any fear around saying these things because <laughs> that's my beliefs. Like I, I want to have organic and apples particularly are important. They're high up on the, on the dirty dozen in terms of what is, is bad when you don't have it organic. But I could see the look on Mary's face. It was it was like, we both had this kind of look around each other, you know, oh my goodness, like stuck up bitch. Like that was probably her look for me. <laughs> and I was like, how can you be making juice that's not organic? I.e. I really was being a stuck up bitch. So funny. Anyway, that was our first encounter with one another. And when I started using doTERRA, Mary came to my mind because I knew she did massage. Very well known for massage in the area. So I contacted her and I said, would you like to try these essential oils I've just found? She's probably thinking, oh great, there's the stuck up bitch who only has organic apples. I mean, I understand that Mary didn't have organic apples at that place. She was giving away free juice. I don't know. Anyway, it's just, it's funny. So anyway, so here I am, organic apple lady contacting her about essential oils. And I sent her some. And Mary very politely, you know, then replied to me and said, you know what, like I've, I, I don't actually think these are for me. I can't even smell them. So this was our exchange again. So here we are, like, coming at something. I really love it. Mary didn't like it. The opposite with the apples. She really, you know, loves her juices. She's passionate about it. There I am dismissing it. So it was like the opposite cards that, that time around with the essential oils. And maybe at that point it was destined that we would never 
never really know each other. We'd never connect because we had this perception of one another. Anyway, I was running a garden essential oil party in my mother-in-law's garden later that year. And I just thought, I'm just going to invite Mary. I, I really feel to invite her and she came, she came. And am I so glad that I asked her and that she said yes, because I try not to get emotional. If I didn't have Mary Taylor in my life, my life would be a lot poorer for it. She is a real inspiration on so many levels. And I hope that you feel that from this podcast. But if you don't feel it from this podcast alone, follow Mary on social media, go to her website, get to know her because she is the epitome of everything that she puts out into the world. She truly is a woman who is here to empower, to educate, to enlighten, to be, as she describes herself, a guide for all well-being and in every sense of the word. And really, I believe from a soul level, she is here to guide. She is here to guide from her soul to yours. And it's not how you might expect it to look, which is also what's so special about Mary. So I hope you enjoy this podcast today. I say it every time, but this time I mean it even more. I just adored sitting in conversation with Mary. And I can't wait to see her again and give her a big hug. I love you, Mary, if you're listening. I know you are. You're this podcast's biggest follower and supporter, and I, I love you for that too. So welcome to this podcast today, The Sounds of the Rising, with Mary Taylor. So... This first question that I ask everyone who comes onto my podcast was, I know you know, because every time I do a podcast, you send me a message saying that you've enjoyed it or whatever. And I just appreciate that so much about you. I really do. But I asked like what the woman's story is. And I ask, you know, what's brought them to being the woman that they are today. And you may not know this, but it's largely inspired by the work that I've done with you and the, woman, the girl that you used to be, the woman that you are today and the woman that, you know, you will be in the future. And I'm sure that maybe that will come up in our conversation. But just to start us off, so everyone gets to know you, what has led you to being the woman that you are today on this call? And that is always such an interesting question and I listen 
because I am an avid fan and you know, I have met so many amazing women through your through your podcast, which has just been amazing. And I was listening the other day when you had our good friend Andrea Jackson on. And I got to hear so much more about her story. And obviously I knew that we were going to be meeting. And I asked myself the question because one of the one of the things that the woman I'm becoming has really come to trust is her intuition. So the first thing I'm going to say is what has brought me here today, what has made the woman that I am, is my intuition. And the second word that came was me. It's me that's brought me here today. It's me that has survived. It's me who's lived. It's me who's had the tenacity of a terrier, which is what I've been called once. <laughs> I've been called all kinds of things from aggressive to assertive, you know, to tenacious. And I can remember once sitting at a leadership summit with a group of managers and one of the guys, you know, and I was talking about the fact that, you know, I often get called aggressive and single-minded and bossy, you know, and all those things that strong women, I now know strong women get called. And one guy just turned around and says, he says, I don't see any of that. He says, I just see a tenacious terrier. He says, you're like a dog that's caught a rat and you are just, you know, and at the time I actually found that um, a really great analogy because I think that is the thing that's got me here it's almost like being a weevil you can knock me down and boy have I allowed and I've again I've come to realize that I have allowed others to knock me down but I do get back up again and every time I get back up it's a reincarnation it's a different version so yeah in answer to the question and I do see the flow of the gathering of the women through what you're doing. And I listen and I'm like, I know. Yeah, I, yeah. Brilliant. 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 It's me. It's me. It's me. And, you know, a strong mother and probably a strong grandmother and probably a strong grandmother before all of that. But I would also say that one of the most important things that's made me and I'm going to get, I might get, I'm, I'm feeling emotional about this because we're recording this quite close to the anniversary of my sister's birthday. So on the 1st of February, my sister would have been 53. And I think for anybody that has lived and loved and had someone so close to them die too young, For me not to live my life to the best that I can is actually, for me, disrespectful to her passing, to her death. And so a lot of what I do, a lot about who I am, is about empowering myself and about empowering other women to be grateful and to feel empowered every damn day because every day that we get to wake up and make choices is an absolute blessing because there are so many women who have and men but you know obviously for me I'm speaking from you know about being a woman 
who don't get to make that choice every day and for us not to live in their honor for us not to plant our feet on the ground and say i am here and i am me for me is just the most disrespectful thing i could possibly do and i can remember christopher reeve remember when he had his accident and he paraplegic and he and i can remember reading something that he said as well about when other people because all he ever wanted to do was get back on a horse and horse ride you know you know he's an incredibly fit charismatic man and he and i can remember him saying all of those people who have got the ability to walk or move or exercise or do when they don't it is such a dis it is such a disrespect so yeah what you know what's brought me here is living with an alcoholic father, you know, being, moving around a lot, having an incredibly strong mother who brought me up never to be dependent on anyone who needed and wanted me to have an education so that I would be able to find my way in the world. Being the child of a man who was in the RAF, so we always moved around, as I say, having eating disorders my sister had eating disorders never feeling like I quite fitted in trying to fit in pushing 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 seeking approval being a people pleaser having body dysmorphia always finding myself through synchronicity and circumstances progressing and moving on but never being satisfied that wasn't my happy place to be and then allowing myself as the years progressed and things changed. My mum remarried with quite a tumultuous relationship with her and her husband. Made me a very angry and very frustrated and very resentful woman. Um, and then just doing, finally realising that I needed to do some work. And it was actually through essential oils, which is how we really came to connect. And that's when, you know, that was about five years ago. And as I started to use essential oils, I softened, there started to be a softening. And I really got interested in the emotional aspects of essential oils and how they can support you. And also the work that I was doing around helping women and wanting women to feel empowered around perimenopause and menopause, because again, it's a privilege denied many. Just sort of bringing it all together and moving, you know, I'm gonna use words that I wouldn't have used five years ago, but really appreciating that I was constantly in my masculine energy. And that had served me well, you know, at the end of the day, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the fact that I was always in the masculine but starting to understand and realize what this feminine, this divine feminine, this sovereignty, a lot of language and ways of being that I was repelling and pushing against. And now I'm fully embodying and just loving being in this place of acceptance. It is so peaceful and it's such a more contented place to be where there's this contentment and acceptance and fun and frivolity and just go with the flow rather than the push, 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 which is how I lived most of my life. So I think in a snapshot, 
me is what's brought me, me, being true to myself is what's got me here today. And I'd say being brave and courageous enough to actually push through and do the work and the forgiveness and look and rewrite the story. All very cliche, but it's true. So that's the woman that that's who I am now. It's it's not cliche. I don't think it's cliche. It's there's so much awareness in you. And I just, you know, I admire that so much about you. There is just so much awareness and so much, yeah, absolutely. Like I would use those words about you, courage and conviction actually in who you are. It's it's really beautiful and I, I'll tell the story of how where we first met in the intro. <laughs> you still but, need to make the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I think it's fair to say that both you and I have evolved so much since we first met. And it's been really special for me actually to go on that journey with you. You know, when we first met, it was like we'd never get on. And now I just truly think of you as one of the best people in my life like I love you so much and I just love that and it's amazing to see what you're doing can you can you talk us through like a little bit how that's manifested in your works when I first met you you were working with Jason Vale right yeah I mean oh gosh yeah when are you going to tell the organic apple story yeah I'll tell it at the beginning in the intro (laughs) okay so we, we yeah so the organic apple story so yeah when we first met I was working with um Jason Bell um doing a lot of juice master work I was the manager for the juice master academy but I was also running my own fitness business and I think that's been one of the biggest changes for me and something that I really inspire to impart on other women is everything I used to do was all about the physical it was everything was physical it was about physically fixing the body it was about physically pushing you know it was all about how we looked on the outside so I was running my own fitness business and running lots of classes I was doing pre and postnatal work I was running weight management, you know, we've all got to, you know, fit into our size eight skinny jeans. It was so funny. I walked around uh, next other stores obviously are available and I was in their petite range and I was looking at all the, the size eights and thinking, Jesus, how the hell did I ever, ever used to fit? They're like Barbie doll clothes. And that used to be, you know, I could just walk in there, grab a load of eights and, you know, off, off we went. So when we first met, I was very much in the physical. Everything was about do this, do that. If you follow this checklist, you will get the result. And, and I would really push back on a lot of the emotional work because as long as I was physically okay, which I was for a very, very long time. And that's part of my story as well is that, you know, in my family, I'm the only well person. You know, my dad was an alcoholic and died. So he died the same time as my sister. So they died in the same year. So that was 25, 25 years ago. And my dad probably would have been around about 56. So he died, you know, he died young of alcoholism. My sister died at 28 of cancer. 
My mum has Alzheimer's. She doesn't know who I am or anybody is anymore. And she's the happiest resident in the care home. So it was all about the physical element. It was about, I have to be well, well, you know, everything I do. And, and that's what it's all about. And then I hit my menopause transition, which I went through 51, 52. And all of this emotional stuff just kept coming up and I've been pushing it away and pushing it away and pushing it away. And I all of a sudden realized that unless I actually dealt with a lot of the emotional baggage that I was carrying, it didn't matter how many green juices I was drinking, how much organic, whatever I was consuming. In fact, I wasn't because the emotional stuff was coming up so much. I was trying, I was stuffing it down, stuffing it down, stuffing it down to the extent that I, I actually became frozen. So this woman who'd been very, very physical, who had you know, been teaching 20 classes, fitness classes a week, all of a sudden couldn't do anything. And I could turn up, but I couldn't do physical, I couldn't teach the classes, I couldn't do exercise. And initially I got frustrated, I kept breaking. And by that, I mean, I would just get so shattered. I would literally have to sleep all day to be able, you know, to go out. Dan would come home from work and he'd be like, have you showered? Have you washed? Have you done any of these things? And I'd be like, no, I was so emotionally done. And so I did the work. And so I did the work. And, you know, I'm, I'm 55 in June. So we're talking in the last three years. I feel the last three years have been this exponential growth and stripping away. And one of the biggest blessings for me about the last two years, and I know everyone's got their own story, was I, could, I had to stop running because there was nowhere to run to anymore. So I had to get quiet. I had to get still. Women like Andrea Jackson were coming into my life and holding up a mirror for me to look at and go. And all of a sudden, particularly with the passing of my mum's husband, he died very early on during the first lockdown of natural. Well, actually, I think of a broken heart, if you want the, the honest, the honest truth. And all of a sudden I had to be an adult. I had to look after my mum's affairs. I had to clear her house. It wasn't our family home, but I had to clear her house. The house revealed a lot of family secrets to me. And in the moment of that unraveling, as I allowed my intuition just to, I had no plan. I just knew I was gonna go up there for a week and clear the house, particularly because both with my mom having Alzheimer's and her husband had um, Alzheimer's as well, two different types, he had vascular dementia. I knew that there would be stuff hidden all over because my granny had Alzheimer's. And if any, as you know, things get hidden, things get stored and all the rest of it. So I'd gone up for a week to clear the house. And as I was clearing the house, as I say, the house just kept gifting me secrets and stories and I discovered that I was born out of wedlock there's no great shame in that but at 54 years old when you just find it because you're randomly going through a, 
a yellow manila file that says private and important documents and you find your parents wedding certificate wedding certificate and you look at the date and then you look at the date and then you look at the date and realize you haven't read it wrong but actually they got married a week well seven days eight days after you were born you all of a sudden take a breath and think oh whose life was I living because in that moment a lot of the things that my mum had told me don't get married before you're 24 don't get pregnant before you're 24 never be dependent on a man for anything well you guessed it my mum had me and was married at 24 And for me, there's no, there's no shame for me, but there must have been some shame for my mum. And we know through the work that we do, through some of the amazing women that you have interviewed already on this podcast, that that generational shame gets passed down in vitro, ancestor to ancestor to ancestor, and I've got nobody I can talk to about my mum's, um, th th this situation because there's no one alive to do so. So that opened up a whole new, it was almost like I could shed this, this, this huge baggage that I'd been carrying around. And also, you know, the most important woman that I'd ever sought approval from, who was no longer able to do that, but also I was able to take her off a pedestal that I'd been holding her on. And that was incredibly freeing and liberating as well. And at the same time, through synchronicity, Andrea who Andrea, who you, who you um, interviewed a few weeks ago, she had friended me on Facebook and I'd accepted that, you know, I'd had a quick look as you do and gone, okay. I, I actually thought she was somebody else. And so, and she put on a retreat and it was retreat to heal the mother wound and was doing the, the, the witch's spoons. And I know she talked about that in her podcast. And it was literally the week after I was going up to Scotland to clear my mum's house. And I'd already thought this would be an amazing thing to go and do as part of my healing for me and my mum, because there, had, there was a lot of healing that needed to be, to be done because She'd gone from being my hero to somebody that I didn't want to see or spend any, any, any time with. And so I'd gone to go to the retreat. I'd booked it all. And then I realized that she wasn't the Andrea that I thought she was. And my girlfriend was coming with me as well because I thought, you know, again, it would be great for her to come up and get out of the house and spend some time with other women. So I messaged her and went, oh my God, I've just booked us on this retreat. I've got absolutely no idea who this woman is. I know she does cacao ceremonies and she does this thing called spirit dance every morning. We'd better jump on and see if she's all right. <laughs> and the rest, as they say, is history. Because literally, I, we jumped on spirit dance 
you've already talked about the profound experience you had when we were together in, in, in the field. And it was just like, oh my God, I've come home. This, this is it. I wasn't dancing at that time though, I was walking. So I would drink my cacao and I'd be part of the community. And then I'd be walking with another friend and we both have the music and the talk and, and everything on. But I'd already been, and I'd also already been called to cacao. So again, you know, there's words coming out of my mouth that five years ago I'd have been, who, you know, who are you? Who is this woman that's talking about being called by cacao? And I'd done some training with this amazing guy called Dan Nolson earlier on in that year. But I, I wanted something else. And I, I knew I wanted to be with a little bit more feminine energy. And Andrea was doing cacao training. And I messaged her and said, really want to do your cacao training, sign me up. And she was like, oh, let's wait, let's meet at the retreat. And I'm like, don't you want my money? What, hang on a minute, I've got the money, take my money. I know I want to do cacao training, but she quite rightly was wanting to make sure that the energy, you know, all this, these new nuances of being about, is the energy fitting? Are we the right people? Is she the right mentor for me? Am I going to be the right person to be in? And, you know, luckily, yes, all amazing signed up and went on the most amazing journey with Andrea's cacao training. Because one of the things I absolutely adore about Andrea's training is she runs them like mini retreats. So you don't just rock up and get talked at and practice. It's a true embodiment. It's really about this nurturing and nourishing and I can remember on my final weekend of the cacao training, we did a Kali ceremony. And all I heard was the word surrender, surrender, surrender. So I just lay down and everyone else carried on dancing around me. And that probably was the biggest shift for me in that moment of actually just surrendering to me, to my life to everything, let it go. And wow, have things, you know, have things changed in terms of the way that I work and the way that I do things since then. A bit like yourself, we were introduced through the spirit dance because Andrea was using Lynette Allen's books. Lynette ran her first Gather the Women ceremony in March of, 2021, I went on it. Or if it wasn't the first, it was one of the first that she was doing. I went on it and a little bit, again, this learning to trust our intuition, I knew I needed to share this in and out to the world. And literally as we were finishing our 22 day immersion, Lynette said, I'm going to do facilitator training. Would anybody like to join? And it, it was, there was not even a question in my mind that this is what I was going to do and carry on bringing out into the world. And so I did my facilitator training with Lynette. And now I offer cacao ceremonies and I work just with the full moon because it's the end. I, I love the energy of the full moon. 
and I offer the 22 day immersions every month so that women can come in at whatever feels comfortable for them. So it might be a 90 minute ceremony, it might be a 22 day immersion. And then on top of all of that, at the same time, I was doing my one of many women's coaching, which was founded by the one of many organization headed up by Dr. Joanna Martin, which was all about working with the divine feminine and working with archetypes and again, empowering women to retire superwoman to get out of this constant masculine energy, you know, and Superwoman, I know her very well. She has been a very, very, very good friend, but she also causes burnout, disempowerment. And for me, through all of this work that I'm doing, I probably at 55, am the most aligned and content and happy that I have probably ever been in all of my life at home wow that is so powerful like so powerful and so amazing to hear and I've experienced you know part of your journey with that you know knowing you and like a hoe indeed like it's such a such a such a powerful story and then how it's manifested in your work and how you help women in that way it's just amazing amazing so do you feel that along the way you've mentioned elements of this but can can you get specific on stories and beliefs about yourself or about women or about society that you feel like you've had to let go of as you've journeyed yeah and it's and it's really interesting because I've just ran my first small group coaching container using this new this new model this one of many um model and as part of the process at the end of the small group everybody gets a personal one-to-one because as much as there's magic in bringing women together it's really important as well that we recognize and honor the the individual woman as well and the first two reviews that i've done whilst each woman's come up with her own thing the commonality is about trusting other women and that has been something that I have really struggled with because when I look back through my own life and in particular my life as a self-employed woman it's only ever been other women that have done me harm. And that is a very powerful word to use. So let me reframe it as well and say, it's only other women that I have allowed to do me harm. Wow. And through this work, it's really taught me to be non-judgmental to be open hearted. And even before this, you know, when I worked in the corporate world, I always used to find one of my, I used to work in recruitment and I learned, again, this comes back to trusting our intuition. I learned that if I liked the person the minute they walked through the door, 
quite often they'd end up not being the right candidate. And the person that I was, you know, that initial 30 second perceptual prehistoric thing that makes us feel whether we're safe or not, because as a professional recruiter, you have to give every person a good, the right experience and, and still follow due process. You'd find actually that perception meant nothing and you know you'd get get through get through to to the depths but I think to a degree we're all judgy we all have our tribes we all have our values and belief systems we're all brought up by you know different different people and that makes an impact but I think for me that that judgment and I can remember the first time I did a gather the women circle where I really had to get involved because up to that point I'd been on Andrea's spirit dance which was largely held by Andrea you know we, we came in and out we we said our bit but you could be completely autonomous in it if you wanted but all of a sudden I was in a circle with six other women going through you know the girl we used to be the, you know a deep dive a deep dive into some quite personal stuff and one of the women asked, you know, could this truly be a circle where we could trust each other? And it was, and that is something that I have really embodied and taken on to my other work, which I suppose at times when I feel that I'm out of alignment, it is that, that trust thing. And interestingly, trust was really important with my relationship with my mum, because towards the latter end of our, I'm gonna call it our cognitive relationship because my mum's got Alzheimer's. So she doesn't know who anybody is. She doesn't know who I am. She doesn't know that her husband passed away. She's very, very happy in, well, as happy as anyone can be, but in her own little tutu world. But there was a point where we, our relationship became seriously eroded. And I can remember being in the kitchen with my partner and, and I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand where this is, where, what's happened, what's gone wrong, because I'd always had such a good relationship with, with my mum. You know, she'd more or less been on this pedestal and this amazing woman who'd kept us on the straight and narrow and had made sure that, you know, we, we survived our family life and, and all the rest of it. And we had careers and tra-la-la-la-la. And I can remember Dan turning around and saying to me, it's because she doesn't trust you. And in that moment, that was exactly what it came down to because every time there was a family disagreement, she would take the side of her husband. And it was, it was about trust. So I suppose there's that element, isn't there, of the one woman that you really think should be on your side that should trust you should again should trust you implicitly was no longer on that side so that became very difficult for me to trust other women particularly again I've had I've had a couple of incidents again as I say from running my own business where other women have tried to to bring you down and you know and, and I'm not sitting here as little miss innocent saying Oh, but I did nothing. You know, maybe I did, but I think that you know it was it, it all came again down down to trust. So to for me to be able to now run circles and containers where the biggest message 
that's coming out of it is that women are learning to trust other women that is just for me amazing because if we can learn you know and you and I you know we've both talked before about the witches you know the witches burning and the fact that you know women snitched on other women to protect their families to protect their children you know I don't know too much about it but it resonates deeply with me you know that are you are you the daughter are you the granddaughter of a witch or a bitch because we still see women snitching on each other and not supporting each other and so yeah when you're asking how's it come through in 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 my work to be able to lead and guide circles and to empower other women to be able to trust other women that's that's just amazing that's just beautiful work to be able to do it truly is really beautiful work. It's interesting for me listening to your story regarding that. And thank you for raising that because I think it's really, really something that almost every woman can resonate with. My own experience of it was I have always had to prove myself to other women that they can trust me. I remember I once when I was at Pricewaterhouse, I went on this training event. Have I told you this before? No. I went on this training event, you know, Pricewaterhouse is huge, you know, thousands tens of thousands of employees in the UK and so we we were I was mixed with people that hadn't met me before in this training and we did this exercise where right at the beginning it was about it was about how we present ourselves and and people's perceptions of us and so we stood the first exercise was to stand at the front and talk about ourselves and they didn't tell us why they just said introduce yourself and then they asked people to give straight away their initial impressions of us. And it was really surprising for me because I know who I am. Like we, we all know really who we are. But the impression that they got of me was that I was confident, possibly a bit not, not very nice, possibly not very nice. <laughs> and the reason they gave was because of how I stood so that I stood because I stood tall and straight and that I spoke with confidence I could look people in the eye and it really made a lot of sense to me why I've always found most women assume and the way I dressed as well was like because I look quite neat you wouldn't believe it but I did <laughs> and I yeah I've always struggled to create initial good relationships with women I really have to prove myself to them which is so it's so interesting so for me that then made a lot of sense and then moving into the rest of my life I I was aware that that was just something I had to overcome I didn't change the way I was but it was something I had to overcome and, and most women do tend to and then reflect on me actually back to me like you know what I didn't think I was going to get on with you but actually you're really kind and you're really welcoming and it's very interesting and like you and I, as you've said I think I think it's I, I love holding that space for women to come and without judgment and to be in that space in circle with women and see perhaps for the first time in their lives that they can feel safe with other women yeah but also not the witch aspect for sure you know that is so ingrained in us that we need to be snitching on each other to save our own lives but then on top of that we've got this comparison that is created through the media 
yeah. our physical appearance of what is a good wife, what is a good mother, just constant comparison loaded onto women. And so we're looking at the woman next to us thinking, oh gosh, she's, she's got that figured out and she looks this particular way. And, and then there's a jealousy that comes in that blocks us forming a real relationship with them. And it's all compounded by the media. And I think is created on purpose to stop us from rising into what is our true nature and our true essence. Because when the feminine, you know, maybe we'll get into this, but when the feminine realizes its true essence and its true power the masculine in its toxic form you know is under threat ultimately and this is what's really interesting because the superwoman is in her masculine you know this is the thing it's in that constant masculine energy and I've had the same I've been you know I do talks I you know I love to talk and present I can stand up and I've had all your being you're really assertive meaning you're actually really aggressive that confusion over assertion and aggression and again don't get me wrong you know in the past I've definitely been very passive aggressive but it's interesting what you say because for me what I then, because I'm, you know, again, I'm a confident, I'm most of the time, I'm a confident woman, I can show up. When I've then sort of felt other women pulling back, I've then labeled myself as not likable, not kind, not somebody that people would actually want to get to know. And whilst I can stand at the front and be in command or control, I'm not very good at small talk. I didn't go to parties very much as a teenager. So I, I don't kind of do the small talky thingy. I like conversation to have a bit of a purpose, but I totally hear what, what you're saying. But what I also have come to realize through the work that I'm doing, and this is what I'm empowering and, and helping other women to get to, is what I've come to realize, and I'm just going to say this, is it's not because I'm not likable that I feel that resistance. It's because other people can't or, or are frightened of your light. 100%. And therefore they push back and dim it. And so where I stand now is I'm not going to dim my light to make other people feel comfortable. I'm going to shine my light so that those who need the light can find it. And that, for any other woman that's listening to this at the moment who feels uncomfortable or allows herself to feel uncomfortable anytime she steps into her light, steps into her power, feels aligned and knows her worth and feels the resistance and the pushback, is to just be able to go, that's about them and not about me. And you know what? I'm going to take a deep breath and I'm going to pull my shoulders back and I'm going to take another step forward because there will be at least another 10 women that need to see your light. And again, with my client this morning, we were having a really honest conversation and I was sharing, you know, I've got 
things that I'm not confident about, I still have those moments where I go too fat, too thin, too small, too big, too little, too da, 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 not da, 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 you know, the too much and all the rest of it. But where now I'm able to go, okay, do you need replenishing? Because quite often when we're depleted, these feelings come up. Or I simply go, thank you. For, I'm brushing my shoulder off here. Thank you very much for that feedback. I've got this. I'm okay. I'll push forward. Yeah. And that's just it. I mean, you were saying shine your light so people can come to it, but also, and you touched upon it, it's when you do that, you're giving permission for other women to shine their own light. And women need that. They need to see other women doing it. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I totally resonate with you, by the way, about feeling really comfortable about standing on a stage, but really disliking parties. I really need depth of conversation. And I, I don't get that at party. <laughs> I need that one. And that comes into, I don't know where your, your related strengths is and your Clifton strengths, but it's, it's high for me. And pro- probably based on what you said, it's pretty high for you too. Just needing that depth of conversation. Mm. When you really connect with someone and it then can be difficult when you have this outer appearance of looking a particular way unless you have that opportunity for that one-to-one that people don't really get to know you. I feel like you and I have had that experience with each other, actually. Yeah. You agree? Like yeah. we obviously had the Apple experience, <laughs> but through our time together and really like relaxing into one another and trusting one another, I just value your friendship so much. And you're really, truly one of very few, very, very few people that I consider a friend Get to watch celebrities go dating with. Oh, you brought it up. <laughs> could I not? How could I not? <laughs> okay, I confess, I love Made in Chelsea. I've now got into celebs go dating. I even watched Love Island last year. <laughs> oh. When Mary was at my house, and oh. she got into it too. But yeah, exactly, exactly. But that, but that is the thing, isn't it? That is the thing. It's and this is why I was, you know, sharing with my client, we were having just the most beautiful conversation. And I said, well, of course, I'm going to share the glitter and the sparkle, because I want what I do to be inspiring to other women. And I also made a promise to myself that I am not going to share negativity out in the world. There is, there is enough of that out there. So if you need to go and gobble that up, you're not ever going to find it on my social media. That doesn't mean I'm being happy, clappy, and I've got my head up my backside. It's simply a conscious decision that I've made to always stay in the, well, what if, or let's look at it from this, this perspective so that other people may be just disable their own stories because trust me I have lived for far too long with the disabling negative rhetoric going round and round and round and round in my head and as we know you know I still have one record that's on repeat repeat broken record cycle and you know at some point I will get so fed up with that that I will you know I will I will stop the rhetoric I will do something but maybe I'm just not uncomfortable enough with it at the moment 
Um, so you know, it's it's all it's always really, really it is it is really fascinating. But I, you know, I I agree with you. But we've grown through this. But we've grown and got to know each other. I think some of it from your bravery to have the difficult conversations, but because you, whenever we've had a difficult conversation and we have had a few, you know, where I've got hysterical and overwhelmed and, you know, <laughs> and, and things like that, or I've looked, seen something from one perspective, you have always, been able to hold the space to bring the conversation back to a okay let's look at this from a different perspective and that is something in you that I that I truly honor is that ability to hold your own no raised voices no matching energy just okay let's look at it from another perspective what is it you're truly you're truly truly feeling and that's where real relationships come from isn't it it's that ability to say I'm going to hold the mirror up for you and trust back to that word trust that because I'm holding it up from a place of love from a place of growth from a place of moving forwards together whether that's emotional or from a business perspective we need to move together in business because you know, we have been in, in, in business together as well. That the intent is always to move forward positively. And so, you know, that's for me what brings us um, all together. And that's what we do in a lot of the work that I do is allow women to change the story. I'm a huge believer of rewriting the story because I think for many of us, and this is one of the beauties of the Gather the Women programme, is that in that first week where we're walking with the girl we used to be, so many of the women have realized that they were braver, stronger, more courageous, more beautiful, kinder, more loving, more gifted, more talented, more worthy, more everything of whatever it is they needed to be by being given the space and time to look back and check in what was theirs, what was someone else's, and what they can now see through the eyes of an adult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a powerful exercise when, when you do that with Gather the Women. I'm going to ask you to describe a little bit about Gather the Women in a, in a bit, so people mm. know. Okay, so who, who would you say are the women that you work with? Who comes to you? And maybe in that you could bring in gather the women and explain how that works and, and, and the other work that you do, how these women, they come to you. What what do they tend to be? Is there a pattern around the women that come to you? And then what are the processes? We, we understand a little bit about the things that you do because you explained it earlier. But if you have any more depth to put to that. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because I've just I'm getting all my plugs in I'm like some you know so I've just launched a my 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 own podcast and radio show and I've called it the secret sorceress society because those are the women that I attract and I've spent a long time sort of swaying backwards and forwards but I quite often describe myself as shoulder pad on one you know so I've got a shoulder pad on one side and an angel wing or a butterfly wing on the other so the women that I 
tend to attract are the super women are the women that are so in their masculine that they burn that they're burning themselves out they're trying to be everything to everybody and nothing to you know nothing to themselves and what we find when we come together is all of a sudden they all realize that they were the girls that like to put the rose petals in the water who liked to make the mud pies who gathered sticks and stones who were told off for daydreaming whose creativity was squashed because you can't possibly earn a salary or a good living by being a creative ethereal you know sorceress so i tend to attract the women who are in corporate running their own businesses but in quite masculine energy who recognize that oh there's this woman over there who seems to be quite strong but has got a bit sparkly and is drinking cacao and all of a sudden she's wearing one day she's wearing a flower headband and the next minute she's rocking up in stripper heels hang on a minute there's a bit there's a bit of a what's going on here she's allowed she's allowed to be everything and anything she's not in a box and that's the same for me now, whether it's my food, whether it's my exercise, whether it's how I dress or whatever, there is no one size fits all for Mary Taylor anymore. And I will, I'll flow quite comfortably between all of those different archetypes, which is how we are as women. You know, I'm now post, I'm on the other side of menopause, so I don't have that cycle anymore. The archetype model that I work with, we're in sorceress, then we're warrioress, then we're lover, then we're mother, then we're queen, and we go round and round and round again. Now, if we think about those five archetypes, they're all going to dress very differently. They're going to behave very differently. They're going to have different energy around them. And I have so fallen in love with this model, which in a way can be quite masculine because there's a pattern to it. But there's this allowance to be a flow through the month. And, you know, I look back at my life and think, oh, my God, if I'd known this when I was 15, 20, 25, 30, I, I'm so you know, enamored by the fact that so many young women now get the opportunity to understand their, their cycle and their energetic cycle. Because I was brought up when you were flatlined. We wore shoulder pads, pinstripe suits. It's all about show me the money get the career, push, 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 push. And then we all get to perimenopause and menopause and wonder why we're burning out and everything, the wheels of the bus seem to have fallen off. So a lot of the work I do is about very gently introducing women to another way of being. And it's been quite interesting, you know, because at the start, a lot of women go, I can't retire superwoman. How will I get everything done? And then they realize that when it's okay to ask for help, when it's okay to rest, when it's okay to deeply honor yourself, which for me is what the 22 day gather the women immersion is all about, created by the wonderful, beautiful Lynette Allen. And it's a true, it's a true self honoring. It's a 22 day journey to connect with yourself, to gift yourself an opportunity to pause, breathe and smile. One of my clients recently came to my space because I've created a beautiful space in my back garden where women can come and, and, and be held. 
and she'd never and she's known me she knew me I mean my background is as I said I was an HR manager for years then I got into and then I was in fitness and I ran my own fitness business and it was all about the skinny jeans and the punishment and the let's eat this to look this way let's exercise like it was all about the out external aesthetics and like everybody you know she watches from afar and I was I said come to my new space, you're going to see me in a very, very different light. And so she came and we lit candles and we got the oracle cards out. And, you know, I'm not trained in oracle cards. I don't need to be for me. It's words on a piece of paper. And I'm sorry if I'm disrespecting anybody that, you know, works with these at a very high level. But again, this is the angel wing and the, 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 shoulder pad I mean, it's about meeting women where they're at so if a woman can find some joy some synchronicity some aha moments some magic in inverted you know in reading an oracle card and it resonates with her and makes her stop for a moment and think oh maybe i do need to rest or Maybe I do need to give myself a bit more love or maybe I am holding on to something that needs releasing. And it was really interesting because my friend just started to cry and she just said, I found my church. Because she was looking for ritual. She was looking for a way to self-honour, to connect with herself every day, to give herself some self-care some self-nourishment but without going to a physical church and again for some women for some men that is absolutely where they go and and do that for me I've just found a different way to connect with myself every day to bring in the magic and the miracles to connect with nature to connect with my body to connect with my mind so that I feel that I have done something for me every day that allows me then to step out and do the work that I want to do. Yes, to all of that, all of that, just 100% yes. Okay, so this question I 100% took from Gather the Women because you you led us through that experience of going back and and sitting with the girl that we used to be yeah and you asked us to just see who she was and it, it didn't matter what age she was just whichever age she was and we would sit with her and talk to her or just be with her however it came and just really visualize that it was very powerful for me mm. um and off the back of that I I really wanted to ask that question to women in this space. You know, you, you were, you were actually really that gather the women was a huge inspiration into creating the questions around this podcast, which is one of the reasons why I have been asking you to come on it (laughs) for so long, but anyway, the right timing is the right timing. So what would you go back and say to the girl that you used to be? How old would you be? Where would you be? Would you gift her anything when it comes? Anna brought that question when I interviewed Anna in, in the podcast. Mm-hmm. She wanted to gift her something. Would you gift her anything? Talk us through. It's really interesting because, as you know, I have 
been a devoted listener of this of this podcast from from day one and have actually connected with some really amazing women through because you've shared them with 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 the world and it's actually made me feel quite emotional which is really interesting so I'm just I'm just kind of like sitting with it at the moment because obviously I've asked heard you ask every single woman that you've had on the podcast this question and I've thought about it and then when it comes to it being you it's like and I suppose as you were asking me that question and I could feel my eyes getting a little bit watery is that you are lovable and you are likable and people will love you dearly and people will like you Mm. very much Mm. and and so yeah that that is what I would and so you don't need to fight so hard and I think one of the things for me I've I've realized that one of my biggest triggers was rejection and I think that comes from having an alcoholic father because why why couldn't we make him happy as a child you think that don't you you think why can't we make daddy happy And then as an adult, you realize that isn't your responsibility. And he was like, we are now as adults. He had his own shizzle, his own stuff to deal with and was doing the best that he could. And so I I suppose from that, the word that's just come into my head is the gift I would have given me earlier is compassion is compassion for myself, for others. Yeah, yeah. Really beautiful. I love, oh, I love that you have shared that because you, you hold space for women to share that. Yeah, literally all the time. And it's so beautiful to hear your reflections of it and I do you know I think of you every time I ask that question of other women and it's really special for me to to have you have answered it how how old would you be so that I would probably be between seven I'm I'm just trying to think when we moved to Holland I can't remember because we you know we moved to a new school and I can remember walking in to that classroom but when we moved to Holland my dad wasn't his his um alcoholism hadn't really come to fruition so maybe maybe a little bit older maybe about 12 or 13 yeah yeah but that yeah I think that's the thing I've always struggled with is that you are lovable and you are likable and I you know I always felt loved by my mum and when I look back at it now and this is the importance of being able to do this kind of work I was always loved by my dad but the story 
the anger, the frustration around the, we couldn't do this and we couldn't do that because of, of him and, you know, the anger between him and my mum. And at the end of the day, they were both doing their best. So yeah, that, 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 those would be, that would be what I would tell me. And that would be the gift that I would give. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. You are like, yeah. I, I, I've been witness to you as well. I feel like I've really been witness to you truly knowing that and believing it too, that you are lovable and you are likable. And oh my goodness. I, I have so many, I, I'm feeling emotional now. I just, it for me, like I, I've said it so many times during this podcast, but like it truly is, it truly is a privilege to know you and to have you as a friend and to have grown in the way that we have together. I'm really, really grateful for you in my life. I really yeah. am. And, you know, and again, I think, you know, you've told the Apple story, but you know, that, that, and again, that just shows like everything is that getting below the next layer, isn't it? It was, you know, I can always remember when, got me to come got me or you know when I came to the garden party and I brought you know my friend Rachel with me and you know there's a whole story around that and I just walked into the kitchen and I said yep I'll have some of them oils please (laughs) and I said I can remember saying to you you know me better than I know me so you know it's really interesting you know my partner and I were having a conversation the other day because I've always pushed back against this whole spiritual term as well, because for me, it meant religious. And now, you know, it's about, for me, it's about that connection with with nature and with myself and spirit and the divine and whatever and whomever that means for you. And my partner, you know, his granddad was very, very spiritual. And we were just having a conversation the other day and I said to him, and he's very accepting of all the things that I do and the, caca- the the crystals that are all around the house and the sage that gets burnt and you know he doesn't go anywhere without his essential oils and all of all of these things and I just said to him the other day I said I wonder because we've been together now for 15 years and I said I wonder if 15 years ago our souls knew that we were going to we we were going to come together to go on this 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 journey of where we are now wouldn't isn't that just amazing to think yeah it's so beautiful because some people come together and they grow apart and you know that is their path but others or or it's either their path and that you know that is the way they're meant to be or there is a refusal from one party to grow with the other yeah and I've had that in the past yeah when it, it, it is so beautiful when you find a relationship where you can grow together and it's not always easy no <laughs> there, are moments, there are moments when it's really difficult but if there is a commitment to one another and a commitment to personal growth when that happens in unity it is so beautiful and you were talking about that very thing in my kitchen the other day you know that experience yeah. you had and that conversation that you had with Dan and truly like such a beautiful thought and and and, and knowing you know actually because it's not just the thought it's happened it's yeah it's really yeah. special yeah so final question 
what will be as it stands today in your mind your legacy what do you want to be known for and I think that's really interesting as you say as you stand here today because I went for lunch with my girlfriend yesterday and she was like you're always reinventing yourself but she said that from a place of heart it wasn't like oh for flip's sake you know make your mind up who are you today you know, I mean, I am a Gemini at the, the end of the day. So what is my, my legacy? <sighs> when I think about the women that I've been working with in the last six or so months, because I really feel there's been this exponential growth and women like the mothership, like the calling, like the program, some, you know, many other of our, you know, good friends run. Women are looking for sisterhood. They're looking for circle. They're looking for trust. They're looking for safety. So it's, and I think if I think about the women that I'm working with, I suppose my legacy is it's never too late to reinvent yourself. And that has literally just, because when I think about some of the women who've come into either gather the women or the calling and the difference between day one, it is a reinvention. It is a transformation. You know, that's why the butterfly is one of my my symbols. It is that complete willingness to go into the gloop, to break down, to just become a mess knowing 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 that eventually you will cocoon that in that cocoon everything will reform realign as it's meant to and when you're ready you will emerge I think that's it you said like as it's meant to because there's a reinvention from the version that you were but I think that version that women are when they come to you or any of us in this work is not a true version of them and so it's the emergence you know what the work that you're doing with women is the emergence of their truth of their real purpose of who they're meant to be right and it's never too late to reinvent yourself and to discover your truth yeah you are like you are an epitome of that and you are so committed to that I see that in everything that you share yeah really beautiful yeah this again for me is 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 really um empowering women and showing them to trust your intuition you know because people can't see it because but you know as you were asking that question I was it was really about really going within and trusting the first word that came to me yeah I could see that I could see that that wasn't like a what you know here's my legacy this is like what I know it was like I could you know you've you've I could see it like you say like you went within and felt felt it and found it it's the first time I've ever articulated that and I will obviously now continue to 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 articulate that because that is absolutely, you know, yeah, my legacy. Yeah, it totally is. 
finally we have recorded this i'm so happy to have done it i am truly cannot wait to share it i i'm so grateful that you came with me in this space i know we speak often and we have special times together but to have this recorded for others to hear i'm mm. so grateful and yeah i love you thank you thank you i love you too even though you watch celebrities go down <laughs> or, or because or because no i i do it's it's a it's been a very special honor and to and to be able to get to know your family and you know eat so much more and I just feel really at home when I come to your house. Because you are part of my family. Absolutely. Okay. Until next time. I'm sure there'll be a next time. Thank you. So now you know. I love Celebs Go Dating. It's a new love this year. It's a new love this year. I have loved Made in Chelsea though for a long time and I watched Celebs Go Dating this year because Miles is in it. For those of you who also know Made in Chelsea. Oh dear. Regardless of that though. Regardless of that. I am so grateful to have that down in the record books in the recordings of the sounds of the rising it was such a joy such a joy to record that with mary and please i implore you to go and check out mary on instagram don't just check her out follow her she is pure radiant joy on your feed and go and look on her website. It's just marytaylor.com. I've linked it up in the show notes. You can find all of her offerings there. Beautiful, beautiful offerings. The calling, you can go and find out about Gather the Women, her cacao ceremonies, her soon-to-be spirit dance offerings, her jewellery, her crystal jewellery that she spoke about her one-to-one mentoring go to her website see everything she has to offer I as always will ask you if you enjoyed this episode to please share it to review it on your chosen podcast app review the whole podcast it would be amazing if you could to share your experiences with others But to share this episode, specifically if you feel called to either one-to-one with other women or via your social media or via your newsletter if you feel called to. I'm saying that because I do share people's podcasts in my newsletter when I listen to them if if it feels right. I, you know, I, it is very hard to beat the algorithms of today with without you know selling your soul to the devil so if you were able to help share this if you felt called to share this if if you were able to share it either as i say one-to-one or on your chosen platform i would be and she as an entity the sounds of the rising would be so grateful because we are so passionate about getting these women's stories out to the world Until next week, I have another guest. 
which I'm excited about, all the way from Denmark, actually. So I look forward to being with you then. Sending love as always. Bye bye for now.